Voice of the Cape. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi and a good morning to all our listeners tuned to 91.3 FM audio streaming at www.vocfm.co.za. Indeed, the 10th of Safar 1438 corresponding with the 11th of November 2016 on our program with none other than Shafad Al-Imandin who is also HOD of the Social Development Department at the MJC and also the Imam at the Harvard Out Masjid. Um, Sheikh Awam, welcome and assalamu alaikum and I must say to our listeners we are so fortunate to have uh, um, uh, Sister Majida in the morning and here we have Sheikh Alhamdulillah so taking turns this morning. Alhamdulillah. Sheikh Abum, welcome and assalamu alaikum. Indeed, to all our listeners, Juma Mubarak, and since it is Friday Nasiha, and the topic this morning, and I think you know it's, it's amazing that we're speaking about business ethics in Islam this morning because I think this is the time of the year where I think many people thinking of um, you know getting the bonuses, investing it. it, how to spend it, and things like that. Yeah, so, yeah. so appropriately also that we we speak about Islamic investment sure. and and you know how to how to conduct your business dealings, which for is so sure. important. For inshallah, sure. inshallah. Inshallah. First and foremost, all, th- all praise and thanks is due to Allah. And may the peace and blessings be bestowed upon our beloved Muhammad, Mustafa, oh, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, his family, his friends, his companions, and all those who followed him in righteousness. Amin, thumma amin. Inshallah, as Auntie Aisha has rightfully said, you know, it comes this time of year where the, the, the wallets are a bit thicker from both sides, from the trader and from the, 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 the consumer. So alhamdulillah, we need to understand what is our role that we play in this. First and foremost, we, we make dua for my friend, Mullah Abdul Fattah Qa, who is not feeling so well. This was supposed to be his topic, inshallah, but I, I make dua that I will be able to do justice to it. Mm-hmm. The topic, inshallah, I've just given the name of it, trading with taqwa. You know, alhamdulillah, thumma alhamdulillah, everything a true mu'min needs to be very watchful regarding how they earn their wealth and how they spend their wealth. We need to observe everything that we do as an ibadat and carefully, you know, select how we portray ourselves as Muslims, as those who are going to be answerable to Allah. So just like salah and just like fasting, giving zakah, going and perform hajj, these are all ibadat that has been decreed by Allah upon us. It is followed, it is wajib upon us. We need to be honest and sincere when dealing with others because this is also an ibadat of Allah and we are also going to be answerable by Allah as to how we have earned the wealth and how we're going to spend the wealth in fact in the hadith of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam it is mentioned that on the day of qiyamah the slave of Allah is not going to be able to move his feet until Allah ta'ala had asked him four questions and he's going to answer it honorably and, and honestly and one of those questions that Allah is going to ask the slave on the day of Qiyamah is how have you earned your wealth and how have you spent your wealth so we have a huge obligation and a responsibility as a Muslim besides being a parents besides being husbands and wives mothers and fathers children as a Muslim we have a huge responsibility towards Allah and how we conduct ourselves in the business world it was said about early Muslims alhamdulillah when Muslims Muslim merchants traveled to distant lands. The people of those lands were impressed by the Muslim traders' social as well as business conduct and so became inquisitive about the beliefs that they were believing in. And because of this, many of these people subsequently became Muslim. 
So again, you know, sometimes we all we, we put this burden on 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 our imams, on our mashayikh, on our madaris, on our you know Muslim organizations, the radio station. Alhamdulillah, to give the dawah of Islam, to speak to people about Islam. But speaking to people about Islam is only ten percent of convincing those people to accept Islam, and the the. the the conduct and the character of a Muslim is what attracted Muslims to Islam through all the years, even in the time of the Prophet Wasallam. Why did many of the people accept Islam at the hands of Nabi Muhammad Mustafa Wasallam? besides him being the Nabi of Allah, the Rasul of Allah? It was because of the character of Rasulullah Wasallam. Before Nubuwa, before Allah Ta'ala gave him this, this, this responsibility of bringing the message of La ilaha illallah, he was known as Alameen, the trustworthy. He was known as the one who is always truthful. And this was the character of Rasul in all his dealings, even before Islam, the the the, the, the Quraysh they used to give their, their belongings to Rasul It is almost to say that, that that was one of the first banks, the Bank of Muhammad. They used to leave their money, their wealth with him, their, their, their property with him. He used to take care of the of it. And when they returned, he gave the exact thing that they gave him. He gave it to them back. And this was the the, the character of Rasul And we remind myself and yourself first that you know Rasul he says, "Inna ma makarim al akhlaq." That Rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam had come to us with nothing other than to show us good character. So Islam is a religion embodying a way of life, a complete way of life with complete manners and morals. Ethical commerce is an integral code to the behavior that is necessary for Muslims to follow in order to be honest traders, honest brokers, honest business people in their personal capacity as well as out there publicly. Measuring the corporate process by ethical and moral yardsticks comes within the scopes of the Sharia. Islam owns a body of law that governs us as Muslims, as individuals, as collective people, as civil people, in the business world, in our, our, our personal capacities. So therefore the prescribed etiquette and rules include guidelines for ethical practices in commerce and business operations just as in ordinary life. The different players involved in the business activity or operation range from producers to their suppliers, workers and consumers who are both buyers and users and their contractual and shared relationship come within the scope of the Sharia. So Jamaatul Muslimin, we understood that the Quran and the Hadith are Islamic sources from where we derive our guidance from, from where we derive our life from. The Quran and the Sunnah is not just, you know, something that is beautifully recited. Alhamdulillah, it touches the heart and we say Allah, Allah, as it is recited. When we hear the Hadith and we see the wisdom of the Hadith and we say, MashaAllah, the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was a beautiful person. He was truly beautiful inside and outside. No, Jamaatul Muslimin, when we hear ayat of the Holy Quran, it is Allah Jalla wa'ala speaking directly towards us. When we hear of a sunnah of Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, we must say to ourselves, this is something that I need to implement into my life. It is not just something that we hear and it passes by. It is almost like somebody listening to a lecture or a radio and alhamdulillah, we ask Allah Ta'ala to grant us all a Jumu'ah Mubarak inshallah. Mm-hmm. So we all go to lectures and we listen to lectures and we listen to the lecture and the first thing you know, alhamdulillah, they saw a lecture 
ek wil na as my man geluister het, die sal nou een goeie topic vir hom gewis het, o, my nybe geluister het, o, die bisag man op die hoek geluister het, nou, whenever we hear the Quran and the Sunnah being spoken, it is for me, because Allah is speaking to me. So we're speaking about business and Islamic business ethics, and there are different, ethics are, are no different from living responsible with one another. I'm sure on that note, I think we need to go for it, so listeners do stay tuned, and I think not one of us can say that we haven't, um, you know, dealt in any business dealing, so I think it's best that we stay tuned this morning as well Inshallah. to get some more information. Inshallah. Stay tuned. Friday Nasiha on the Voice of the Cape. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi and indeed focusing on trading with taqwa inshallah this morning with Sheikh Fadl Imandin who is also HOD of the Social Development Department at the MGC as well as the Imam at the Harvard um, Claremont Masjid. Um, Sheikh has mentioned earlier on um, about accountability um, you know which means that Allah is going to question us subhanallah on the day of judgment of how we earned and spent our monies and I think indeed this is a topic that we, we are talking about this morning so how do we deal in this dunya to make sure to prepare for the akhir Yes, Alhamdulillah, as Auntie Aisha is saying that rightfully again that you, you, you're going to be accountable. And when we are accountable by Allah, it is not, you know, a SARS order to anything that we need to know, you know, at that time of year, Alhamdulillah. But when we're going to be accountable by Allah, it is going to be for every cent, every second, everything. Allah is know, Allah knows everything. Sometimes we do things with the understanding that Allah Ta'ala is not aware of it. But Alhamdulillah, in Allah's mercy and Allah's love for His nation, His creation, He had not just left us on this dunya to follow our own whims, our own desires, our own fancies, how we want to and wish to do things. Again, we come back, Allah had given us and granted us to be, to have this Qur'an, the Kalam of Allah, which is what? It is nothing more than a guidance to you and I on how to live our lives. With that, Allah Ta'ala had sent an explanation of the Holy Qur'an in the form of Nabi Allah, Rasul Allah, Muhammad Mustafa Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, who showed us, Allah Ta'ala told us in theory how we need to live and Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam came here to practically show us how we need to live so the Quran and the Hadith are the Islamic sources from where we derive our guidance and our source of Islamic business ethics and other ethics and morals and it is no different from one another we do not divorce ourselves as a businessman from a normal man from a family man we need to be one and the same man and that is a Muslim man you know that is the best superhero Alhamdulillah we speak about Superman and Batman but the best man is there is a Muslim man and obviously we include our females Alhamdulillah thumma, Alhamdulillah so what do we establish as the sources say in the Quran in Surah Isra the 17th Surah of the Holy Quran verses 34 and 35 Allah Ta'ala says Allah says and come not near to the orphan's property except to improve it until he attains the full uh, age of full strength and fulfill every covenant. Verily the covenant will be questioned about and give full measure when you measure and weigh with a balance that is straight. That is good for you and better in the end. So yeah, Allah Ta'ala is telling us in this how we need to deal. Allah is specifically speaking in the first ayat when you are in you have the the, the 
You have the responsibility of somebody else's finances. And this is in, in business. When somebody comes to buy something to buy you, they come to you with full trust that, you know what, I'm going to go to this person. They know more about the product than what I do. That's why I'm buying it by them. So they come to you with their trust. They come to you with this amana, this concept of amana. They come to you with, I need help. I'm not just buying anywhere. And that is why we need to, Wallahi, we need to encourage our community. You know, we need to support our Muslim communities, our Muslim business people. But we also need to urge our Muslim business people to uphold the flag of La ilaha illallah, Muhammad Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in their businesses. We're not saying they don't, but we're just saying that that aspect needs to be there, alhamdulillah. So as a Muslim man, and this is how I treat it, Jamaatul Muslimin, whenever I go to a person and I ask him about something, he will ask, you you know what do you think about it i say but i'm coming to you for your expertise and that is why i'm paying you and that is why i'm bringing my business to you and this is what the quran speaks about and when you are as a business person is going to deal with a customer you're going to give full you're going to give full measure when you return that person the responsibility towards that person as 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 the seller you know you're going to sell him the car you're going to tell him you know what the brakes is 50 percent the oil is 50 percent everything else is okay but we need to point out and alhamdulillah in islam the business person the buyer and seller must always be happy and that is the conduct of islam the commitment and accountability in business dealings direct a profoundly and honorable world order covering all aspects of social and business commerce dealings transactions appraisals and adjudications that we are commanded to execute with integrity by allah jalla wa'ala and shown by our beloved Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and this must be done with justice the first the verse further states as that that that, that such conduct will be proper and beneficial at the end and the end being either a worldly purpose or the spiritual dimension in a similar verse in the Quran surah ashura uh, 181 to 183 it, 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 it speaks about the underscores need for fair distribution of wealth, ownership, rights of others, and warns against what is unlawful. Where Allah Ta'ala says, بَعْدَ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ بِسْمِ الرَّحْمَنِ Give full measure and cause not loss to others. You know, when you trade, you give the person what is due and don't cause a loss to them so that you can gain from it. وَزِنُوا بِالْقِسْطَاسِ الْمُسْتَقِيمِ And weigh with a true and straight balance. Be true and straight in your business dealings. Don't try to say something that you intended the person must understand. When you speak to that person, you say, no, this is a good car. So what you need to understand, this person must understand now because it is now only a 2000 model or a 97 model that he by himself needs to understand that the car can't be 100%. No, whenever we sell, we must sell with integrity. We must tell the person the flaws of everything and the benefits of everything. And defraud not people by reducing the things, nor do evil making corruption and much mischief in the land. We must understand in the in the ayat previously in Surah Isra, Allah Ta'ala says, Allah Ta'ala says, do, Allah doesn't say do not you know, exploit people in your business. Allah says, do not come near to it. Why? Because you know, if we look at it really, money is shaitan. You know, we say money makes the world go round and this is why we need to earn more money, earn more money. As if to say the more money we earn, the longer we're going to live. 
That is the rotation of the world. The more money we earn, the longer we're going to live. No, Jamaatul Muslimin, the more barakah there is in your money, the longer it is going to. You can, for example, if somebody is going to give me 5,000 rand today and I welcome it, inshallah, I'm in the Imam at Harvey Road, so if you want to come for Juba, <laughs> no, but inshallah, someone gives you 5,000 rand just so out of the blue, yo, I'm going to go buy me a pair of tackies, I'm going to buy me a jacket, I'm going to buy this, I'm going to buy that. By Sunday, that 5,000 rand is gone, you can use a kilo akniya for the but if somebody is going to give you 50 rand and you make shukr to Allah ya Allah because this is what I know I can do you know this is in my capacity so that 50 rand I will say alhamdulillah and I will make it last because I will know how to deal with it Allah then will put barakah in that little that I have because I am accepting of it and it is halal money for me rather than that 5000 rand that I did by the way I by the way dealing that is not even going to last for two minutes in the banking account so as from the ayats and the authority of Ibn Abbas the ayat that we have spoken about in Surah Shura you know Shura rather that Ibn Abbas is of the opinion that this was the first ayat that was revealed to Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi when he entered Medina Al-Munawwara after the Quran, the important sources of knowledge is the life and the sunnah and the utterance of Nabi Muhammad Mustafa wasallam. the most important role model for believing Muslims. And this we need to, you know, we need to press on this as much as we can. As a Muslim, I need to know the life of the most beloved of Allah. I need to know how he lived his life. I need to understand the sunnah of Nabi Muhammad wasallam because his sunnah is my sunnah. Never mind what other people are saying that we need to stick to the Quran and only the Quran but the people who say that because it doesn't say in the Quran how you need to take up this they can't make salah properly because the Quran doesn't say how to make salah the Quran says perform salah but Rasul showed us how to do it so the sunnah of Nabi Muhammad the lifestyle of Rasul is important to us inshallah and on that note we're going to go for it we will be back right after the stay tuned listeners Friday Nasikha on The Voice of the Cape. Assalamu alaikum and indeed a warm welcome to our Friday Nasiha program focusing on trading with taqwa and Shah had mentioned earlier on just before the ad break about the Prophet sallallahu and the Quran and the Sunnah of the beloved of Allah sallallahu So the Prophet peace be upon him was an ideal human being. He was the best of teacher, preacher and guide, the best of statesman, the lawgiver, the judge, the diplomat, the negotiator of treaties and the military commander and the Best of family men. Nah, Subhanallah. So a good husband, a kind father, good neighbor, and friend to his people, and he was also the very most honest and successful businessman. Subhanallah. Nah, alhamdulillah. Summa alhamdulillah. Yes, alhamdulillah. So that is that is that is the important part. Again, so as we were saying before the break after the Quran, the, the, the most important source of knowledge is the Sunnah, the life of Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi And the, this is the most important role model. And this is something that we need to implement in our lives. Rasul Sallallahu was a businessman. You know, like the rightfully Anti Adla is saying he was this is how he met his wife, Sayyidina Hadid, Sayyidina Hadija Radiallah. He used to trade on her behalf. 
stuff and the people used to love to trade with him because of his akhlaq because of his honesty because of the way that he traded you know and Allah Ta'ala put place barakah in the life of Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in the business of Sayyidatina Hadija radiallahu anha so, so we need to look at these things when going wanting to do anything in life you know I want to be a businessman how did Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam trade as a Muslim as a believer in the deen of Allah and an important hadith is to make prompt payment for service rendered this was the, the, the akhlaq of Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and the hadith goes so far and many of our old people our elders mashallah they know this hadith very well our old business people you know before the sweat of your worker dries that person must receive their wage that was the this is the akhlaq of the, a businessman this was the akhlaq of our fathers our forefathers I remember Alhamdulillah may Allah Ta'ala my father is still alive may Allah grant him my place in Jannah but my father mm. always makes sure till today that his workers get paid before he touches the money Alhamdulillah and this is this is what the barakah and the, and the, and the strength of a, a wife like my mother <laughs> behind him Alhamdulillah may Allah Ta'ala grant him all the best in their lives Amin Thumma Amin mm. so this is the akhlaq of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam you know he encouraged people to do business with one another and we are encouraged to do business you know we don't we as Allah Ta'ala sustains us but we must go out and make an effort to sustain ourselves like the bird the hadith Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam speaks about a bird that goes out into the night in, in the morning he goes out with an empty stomach but when he returns at night his belly is full Allah Ta'ala sustains that bird and like he sustains that bird he sustains us but like that bird that flies out of its nest in the morning to go make that effort so we must also make the effort so Allah Ta'ala Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Allah encourages us to take up businesses in our life to become businessmen true honest businessmen because this is what the deen of Islam encourages us Alhamdulillah so corporate governance concerns itself with three essential principles of business and that is transparency accountability and adequate disclosure required for for a business transaction to be fulfilled while as a term of corporate governance is a early 20th century concept you know a concept of earlier times it featured in islam as from the very beginning of time the characteristics of the islamic business ethics is that every business operation and transaction must be principled and morally sound it prohibits all forms of exploitation in business dealings and urges the practice of fair play honesty accountability transparency adequate disclosure impartiality between all parties whether you are the the, the, the CEO of the company or the street sweeper with the, the, the cleaner mouth whether and there's nothing wrong with being a cleaner alhamdulillah whether you are the, the employer or the employee there must be all of these things they we all share the same responsibility in the business this is not accountability where the wages needs to be the same between the CEO and the cleaner no but we have accountability towards one another as one who is employed and one who is doing the employments. Allah Ta'ala says in Surah Ma'idah, the first ayat in Surah Ma'idah, the ayat opens, the Surah opens, Ya amanu, awfu bil'uqood. Allah Ta'ala says, O you who believe, if you believe in the deen of Allah, if you believe in His Messenger, Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, awfu bil'uqood, fulfill your obligations. 
You know, be dutiful to your obligations, whether it is in business, whatever contractual obligation you have, you need to fulfill it and see it through. In another ayat, in Surah An-Nisa, verse 29, Allah Ta'ala says, Ya ayyuhalladina amanu, again, Allah is opening this ayat, speaking to the believer, one who believes in the Quran and the Sunnah of Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, La ta'kulu amwalakum baynakum bilbaatili illa an takuna tijaratan anta radim minkum. O oh, you who believe, do not wrongfully consume each other's wealth, but trade by mutual consentment with one another. So decision-making is important principle of any business, of any dealings. And the Quran commands consultation with stakeholders prior to decision. And this is something that we need to take into to account in our daily lives. Again, when we speak about business dealings, it is not necessarily between a big company and a small company. It is not necessarily between a buyer and a seller. This can be between, between two people. You know, whether it is neighbors, whether it is friends, whether it is family, Family members, and you know, as the saying goes, not necessarily a, a true saying, but the saying goes, you know, we keep our family as family, but we don't do business with family. Sometimes it is wise to do so, but the Quran puts structures in place if we want to do so. Where Allah Taala speaks about it in Surah Ali Imran 159. And consult them in their affairs, meaning when you want to do business with one another you need to speak to one another then the ayat goes further then when you have taken a decision put your trust in Allah certainly Allah Ta'ala loves those who trust him fully and another condition of any business Allah Ta'ala says Conduct their affairs by mutual consultation And give to others out of what we Allah has provided for you So Allah Ta'ala says that whenever we're wanting to do business You know there's nothing wrong with bargaining For both the seller and the buyer When you want to bargain but don't undercut the seller You know he paid 500 rand for something He must make a profit you know we, we we are under the impression that only the prophet is a prophet we can't make profit only the prophet muhammad <laughs> is there but every every business person to be a successful business person he must make a profit so if somebody sells something for 500 rand he's maybe making a 50 rand profit you can't say but i'll give you 450 or i'll give you 455 at least you're making something now we're undercutting this the the, the, the seller jamaatul muslimin so too as a as a seller we cannot overcharge the buyer we cannot buy something for 400 rand and one Wanting to sell something for for a thousand rand, making a hundred and fifty percent profit on the item, we must be reasonable in our profit that we make. You know, sometimes we make so we want to make so much profit because we don't know what is going to happen tomorrow. So instead of making a fifty rand profit, we want to make a five hundred rand profit. So if I make a five hundred rand profit today, Alhamdulillah, I'll be sorted for a week. But if I make a fifty rand profit, I won't be. But Jamaatul Muslimin, if we can think, if you sell one thing for a five hundred rand profit, you can sell ten things in the same amount of time for a 50 rand amount of profit and this is what the quran is speaking about conduct your affairs and give what is due and give full measure in doing dealing but more importantly more importantly and this goes for everyone sometimes in business transactions you know we go on good faith alhamdulillah there's nothing wrong with going on good faith and the hands shake and the verbal commitment to one another we say no alhamdulillah i trust you no we do trust everyone 
But the Quran is saying and speaking again about contractual obligations towards one another. And that is why Jamaatul Muslimin, and I implore you, if you go, even if it is your own wife, your husband, your son, your mother, your father, whoever it is, when there is any business transaction, write it down. Because this comes from the Quran, not the words of any person. This comes from the Quran. If you want to look it up, Surah Baqarah, verse 282, Allah Ta'ala speaks about any contractual obligation between any two people. You write it down and you have it witnessed. You have it witnessed by two people so that if there is any disputes, then people would understand that there is a written agreement between the two of you and you can deal with it in that way inshallah and this is where we go wrong jamaatul muslimin in every way when we speak about dealings with family no problem write it down and you know what your obligations are towards one another husband and wife you know at the beginning no person you know goes into a marriage and here yeah, the social development department comes out of me but inshallah it is with 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 with, with hikmah inshallah okay. may allah ta'ala accept so it comes out that you know a husband and wife they buy a house together the wife is paying a certain amount towards the bond the husband is paying but the house is only on one of the names but both is contributing towards the house verbally they had agreement you know what at the end when the house is finished paid off alhamdulillah then we we have something that we can leave behind for the children that is the intention of every husband and every wife of every mother and father but during the relationship things go sour so now what happens there is a house it is only in one of their names but i made a contribution the wife made a contribution so who's going to take benefit of the house the only thing that is there is the title deed of the house in the name of one person. But had we had that agreement on paper, even though we are lovey-dovey, even though we are seeing hearts in each other's eyes, even though when we look at one another, they look better than uh, whatever person that you want him to look like. You know, that is there, that is fair enough. But when we put it to paper, we will understand that nobody will err against any obligation towards any person. And this is the concept of ihsan. This is the concept of whenever we do anything, we do it with Allah in our minds. If Allah... Allah if we do not do it with Allah then at least we must understand that Allah is watching us while we are doing whatever we are doing and this is how we live with one another you know there's a beautiful saying of one of the, 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 the scholars of Islam that says live like brothers and sisters with one another but when you conduct a transaction a business transaction or anything between one another they live like strangers the, so the, the scholar says the lesson conveyed in the statement is that a fee, as far as a, our social lives are concerned we should treat one another like brothers and sisters as much as possible we should assist one another where we can you know when it is a, when we are able to do so however when it comes to money matters or aspects pertaining to property or partnerships or the distribution of anything one should determine and clarify these matters like two total strangers as just as two strangers would clarify the minutes and details of every matter and putting it down on paper and having it signed by those around him inshallah on that note we need to go fast listeners to stay tuned and i know there's some it's a whatsapp messages um you know asking questions about where these classes might be conducted we'll give you answers right after the stay tuned <laughs> Friday Nasikha on The Voice of the Cape. 
Assalamu alaikum and indeed a warm welcome. We're focusing on uh, um, the trade uh, with tak- the trade with taqwa this morning. Alhamdulillah with Sheikh Fadli Mandin. Sheikh had mentioned so aptly, you know, um, how the Prophet Sallallahu had conducted business, subhanAllah. And we're looking at um, after the passing of the Prophet Sallallahu how the, the Khalifas that came after also kept that, uh, um, you know, in, 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 in such a still, it still happened that way. Yeah. Looking at the likes of Sina Umar when it Love came to Allah. the business dealings. Yeah. SubhanAllah, very true and trusted. Nah, alhamdulillah, even if, uh, even if we look at the life of Sina Umar radiallahu an in his time in the marketplace, people used to water down the milk, you know, just to make the profits of the milk uh, more. And then he sent a lady to go and oversee the marketplace, alhamdulillah. Mm. And she used to, whenever she saw someone, she would first speak to them, advise them to, to, to not continue with what they're doing. And after a time, she tipped the milk over. You know, if you continued and persisted in watering down the milk, she tipped the milk over. And I think this is what we need to do. You know, alhamdulillah, today you get 2% milk and 1% milk. <laughs> They're being fair to us. They're, They're telling us 1% yes. of the product is milk. <laughs> what the other 99% of the product is? We don't know. enjoy alhamdulillah. So business ethics is, is something that is part of our life, a part of our character. It is who Islam is. It is what Islam is. And again, as we said at the beginning of the show, you know, sometimes we feel the need of how to make da'wah, how to bring this beauty of Islam over to others. This is it. Even a businessman can be a, a da'i for the deen of Allah, calling people to the deen of Allah by simply just doing his business transactions as a Muslim businessman. If we speak to our parents and their parents, if we have grandparents, alhamdulillah, we still need to honor them and respect them. We need to sit with them and hear from them how things were in their lives, alhamdulillah. We would hear about, you know, any person would love to have made dealings with a Muslim person. That is why, you know, even in the apartheid here, here in South Africa, we understand that Muslims, they thrived in business because Deborah I don't think that is a derogative term, but we hope, not. We hope not. But the white man in that time, you know, they, 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 they knew the Muslim person to be an honest person. As Auntie Adela was saying during the break, you know, she also understood that a magistrate <coughs> For a policeman, if he saw a man at the crime scene or a person who was involved in the case and that person had a red kufia on or a kufia on, they would first ask the opinion of that person as to what had happened. Because that was the honesty of the Muslims at that time. And may inshallah, may Allah Ta'ala always protect us and guide us on that way inshallah. You know, just as, 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 as part of, 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 of ending off, <coughs> we read the story of the people of Madian. The people of Nabi Shu'aib radiallahu anh, the people of Shu'aib sallallahu wasalam, the people of Mandian were Arabs who lived in a country of Ma'an, part of which today is the greatest Syria. They were greedy people who did not believe that Allah Ta'ala existed and who led wicked lives. They gave short measure, praised their goods beyond their worth. They used to make their goods more beautiful or praise it more beautiful than what it was and hid all the defects of their good, of the, of the, of the goods that they had. They lied to their customers thereby cheating them. Allah Ta'ala sent them <coughs> a prophet by the name of, of, of Shu'aib alayhim as-salatu wasalam, <coughs> armed with many miracles. Shu'aib preached to them, begging them to be mindful of Allah's favors and warning them of the consequences of their evil ways. But they only mocked him, Shu'aib, 
والسلام, remain calm and he reminded them on a daily basis of his kinship towards them and what he was doing was not for a personal gain. They seized the belongings of Shu'aib and his followers then drove them out of the city. The messenger turned to Allah for help and his plea was answered. Allah Ta'ala sent down on them a scorching heat and, and, and they suffered terribly. On seeing a cloud gathering, gathering in, the, in the sky, they thought it would bring coolness, refreshing rain and rushed outside in the hope of enjoying rainfall. Instead, the clouds burst, hurling thunderbolts of fire. They heard a thunderous sound from above which caused the earth under their feet to tremble. The evil doish perished at the, at the, in the state of Allah. Of Allah. Allah Ta'ala says in the Quran, the companions of the thicket denied the messenger. When Shu'aid said to them, Will you not fear Allah? Indeed, I am a trustworthy messenger of Allah. So fear Allah and obey me. And I do not ask for anything in payment. They then said to Shu'aid that he only comes with the, he only comes with magic. But Allah Ta'ala showed them the, the, the difference. And this is in Shura Ash-Shu'ara. Verse 166 to 190, it will be nice for any business person or any person who wants to do any type of dealings to go over the surah, inshallah, over these ayats and understand how we need to conduct businesses and what happens when we do not conduct businesses as honorable people. Jamaatul Muslimin, just there is a reminder again to myself and yourself, we are living in a time where drought has become something... You know, that is a norm for us in the last two, three years. We've always been suffering and going so far to, 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 to the extent that there is water restrictions. But we need to sit back and think, you know, uh, rain is rahmah from Allah. It is a mercy from Allah. And when rain comes, it is something that is sustainable. It sustains me as a person. No person, nothing, no creation of Allah can exist without water. So this water, this rain that comes from the heavens is a mercy of Allah. And we need to ask ourselves, Ya Allah, why are you withholding this mercy from us? You know, do not do not let us be of those people like the people of Madian that when it comes time, you know, we see clouds almost on a daily basis but nothing comes from the clouds. Do not let, let us be from these people that neglect our duties towards Allah even if it is in business, even if it is in family, in, in whatever form that we are finding ourselves that there will come a day that a dark cloud and we're going to rejoice but that cloud is going to be to our detriment. As Muslims, we need to understand in everything that we do, in first and foremost, I am a Muslim before anything else. Why do I need to wear a kufiyah on my head? Why do I need to wear a scarf on my head? It is not fashionable. No, it is not fashionable. But it is the deen of Islam. It is who I am. And I am not connected to any person. We need to remember, I am not connected to my wife, I am not connected to my children, I am not connected to my family, I am not connected to my business. I am connected to Allah and my life is for Allah and whatever I do is for Allah because it comes from Allah. Not only do we come from Allah and our return is to Allah, but Allah Ta'ala sustains us every day. And we can only make dua that Allah Ta'ala grants us to be of those that our rizq is halal and tayyiban. It is something that is... It is halal and it is good. It is something that is sufficient for us. And that is part of business. You know, that is why Allah Ta'ala orders us that there is a zakah upon every person. 
And this goes for business people as well. Why do we need to pay that zakah? It is in giving gratitude towards Allah. You know what Allah is giving us? My business is not dependent on me alone. It is the mercy of Allah that is driving my business. It is because Allah is al-Razik. Allah is the one who is giving me this true understanding of how to run my business, how to be a businessman. How many times, Jama'atul Muslimin, you know, we have learned and studied in a certain field, but Allah Ta'ala brings our rizq in another form. This is the mercy of Allah, inshallah. Inshallah. On that note, we go for our listeners to stay tuned and we will be in our final segment with Sheikh Imandin. Friday Nasikha on the Voice of the Cape. Assalamu alaikum and indeed a warm welcome, Ajumar Barak. If you have just tuned in, just before we touch back onto our topic, there is a message that says, Auntie Aisha and Sheikh Fadli Mandin, Jumar Mubarak, may this day of Jumar be filled with lots of du'as, recitation of the Holy Quran and a Jumar khutbah sermon, and um, it says salah, and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept all, inshallah, ameen, and comes ameen. from Sulaiman David. Amen. 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 Just just coming back, we, we Sheikh mentioned about the, you know, the dealings about the rain and the rahmah, and uh, we should ask, you know, why it is being withheld, Allah. And so w- w- with, with that um, in, in mind, one also knows that there's lots of um, drought uh, where, where the grain should be growing. So things yeah. are becoming a little more and more expensive. So yeah. we're looking at that perspective as well. Yeah, Business no, dealings, yeah, how yeah, things no, change. <laughs> yeah, no. Alhamdulillah, as Allah Ta'ala's mercy is upon us, even in our business, we need to understand there comes a time in our business that we also need to be merciful. So as Muslims, you know what, what profit we could have made last year or last month on a certain product. And because of the, the, the scarcity of a product like that this month, it doesn't mean that we need to now raise the bar because there's a scarcity of this product. We need to keep it where it is because this is the law of Islam. You know, you keep it where it is, you need to make things accessible to everyone. And this is the beauty of Islam, whether you are a millionaire, whether you have a 10 rand in your pocket, whether you have a thousand rand in your pocket, Islam treats us all all equally. We are all on the same footing. We are all servicing the deen of Allah and we are all looking towards the pleasure of Allah. And this is our dealings, you know, understanding that we are brothers with one another, even though we said when we do business, we do business like strangers, but that is specific to blood relations. But in even in dealings, we are brothers of one another. And on one of the fundamental principles of Islam is what I would love for myself is what I would love for my brother. So that is how we need to deal with one another. So we deal with one another in when and even when we sell things to one another, we make dua. Allah is going to grant you barakah in the sale that Amen. you have made. Allah is going to grant you barakah in the purchase that you have made. That is how we make de- business dealings, even give for one another, but seeking the pleasure of Allah. So we make dua. Allah Taala grant us all the understanding of how to 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 trade with one another, trading with taqwa, trading with the consciousness of Allah and our minds. Inshallah, we ask Allah Taala to accept all our efforts. Amen. We ask Allah Ta'ala to open our hearts to the understanding and the deen of Islam. We ask Allah Ta'ala to, 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 to be to make us of those who are successful on the day of Qiyamah. Amin. Thumma. Amin. Shaykh, then finally, I, I heard that um, it was the birthday of Imam Ali Khairdin. Now, alhamdulillah, Auntie Adla and, and, and Auntie Aisha, 
We make dua today for Imam Ali Khirdin, the Imam. He's still the Imam of Harvey Road. I am the assistant Imam, <laughs> alhamdulillah. <laughs> we make dua for Imam Ali Khirdin, who is enjoying his 86th birthday today, alhamdulillah. We ask Allah Ta'ala to accept all his efforts. Amen. Imam Ali had lived a fruitful life serving the community, and especially the, the Muslim community, alhamdulillah. We ask Allah Ta'ala to accept all his efforts. We ask Allah Ta'ala to place barakah in his life. We ask Allah Ta'ala to place happiness in the days that is ahead until Allah Ta'ala takes us all away. May Allah Ta'ala place that barakah in our lives, inshallah. Mm-hmm. We ask Allah Ta'ala to grant all duas made by him and for him be accepted. Amin. 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 And we say to Imam Ali Khirdin that he is truly appreciated in the Muslim community and especially from the President of the Muslim Judicial Council, Sheikh Rafan Abrams and the Presidency Mullah Abdul Khalik Ali and Sheikh Riyad Fatar, they also send their warmest blessings and greetings to Imam Ali Khirdin, inshallah. And also to my family, the Imandin family and the Ahmadin family. May Allah Ta'ala place barakah in our lives and the family of my wife, the Ishmael families. May Allah Ta'ala always keep us connected and Amen. may we always love one another for the sake of Allah. Shukran. Afwan. I'm sure then finally there was a question um, that somebody asked, where can one learn about um, Islamic finances? Now, alhamdulillah, quickly, that I, I think that they can just uh, contact maybe IPSA. IPSA, I know IPSA uh, did that. I'm a graduate, a proud graduate of IPSA. Uh, alhamdulillah. alhamdulillah. We did the course there by them. Uh, Sheikh Munir Abdurrauf, the Highlands Trust, the Waqaf Trust, also in, 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 in Highlands Estate, the Skarkral area. Sheikh Munir also does it, and they can make uh, uh, inquiries by any any institution inshallah. Amen inshallah. Then uh, finally from uh, lots of the WhatsApp messages saying shukran shaykh for such a wonderful nasiha. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Shukrullah. Assalamu alaikum to you shaykh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.